Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's literary officer and your host, Jennifer Williams. Hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Travcast interviews with playwrights in which we talk about the playwrights' current work and also explore some of their thoughts about the art of playwriting and the part it plays in their lives. It is uh, my pleasure to welcome today the amazing playwright Zinni Harris, who um, was born in Oxfordshire and is currently based in Edinburgh. Zinni is an award-winning writer whose plays include Fall, Further Than the Furthest Thing, The Garden, The Panel, Nightingale and Chase, and others. As well as her playwriting, she's also directed for theatre and written for television um, for series such as Spooks and For Richard Is My Boyfriend and Born With Two Mothers. Currently on at the Traverse is the magnificent epic play The Wheel, an NTS production directed by Vicky Featherstone. And uh, I thought it would be good to start off with maybe just hearing uh, a little bit about um, your version of the story, if you wanted to give us a little soundbite. I will. It makes a difficult um, story to describe because it's sort of uh, big and epic in lots of ways but um, the central premise is of a woman that takes a disowned child um, on a journey to find her father and this journey um, the journey is a literal journey and it takes her all the way around the globe and right back to the beginning and what happens on the way is that through various experiences the child starts to transform um, and um, ends up by the end of the journey she's quite evil um, and the, the woman realises that just at the moment where she gets the opportunity we go the play goes right back to the start and she gets the opportunity to decide whether or not she should take the child um, so it's a sort of it, it has you know the play the narrative has sort of elements of magical realism and um, sort of explores kind of what what forms a person when do, if children are going to go bad when when does it happen and why does it happen and it was interesting because I'd heard you speaking earlier about the play and you had mentioned that um, kind of moral inquiry question about yeah. if you met Hitler as a child yeah. would you would you kill him would you hug him what would yeah, you do yeah. and actually I had a friend at one point who I thought rather beautifully said Hitler needed a hug yeah actually which is funny because yeah. I think most people think at that point yeah. oh no you should no no that's right so so how, how if you if you were to know that this is the child that would go on to commit atrocities what would be the best intervention at a small age that that is sort of central to the play and uh, in the last moments of the play there is hope I think you know that um the character does well. I don't want to ruin the, the mm. play for people who might see it, but but sort of certainly, I I think that it's it's never too late, and actually that you, one can put kindness in or, or or do something different and hope that the outcome is different. And that was what, what actually brought me to tears at the end of the production in a good way was a sense of the possibility of redemption. Yeah. And I think weirdly for me, um, I did it. I wasn't totally convinced that the child was bad at the yeah. end and I think it maybe was part of that thing as well that you've been talking about with it that the play seems to be as much about people reflecting themselves yeah. onto the 
the mirror of the child. So one of the things about the the journey that they take is that um, time itself plays a role in the play and time moves on. So we start in the sort of 1890s in, in rural Spain and what you realise as an audience member is time is moving forward as we go forward. So you end up, within a couple of scenes, you're in the First World War and um, we, we encounter soldiers in absolute extremist you know, desperation and what they project onto the child. They've just seen the child walk across um, the battlefield and remain unscathed and so they they interpret that the child therefore is is magic and has some kind of power mm -hmm. and so they treat her almost as an angel of mons and want and want healing and what what it does to the child is quite profound um, but also the sort of need of the of the people everywhere they go people want her to be something that she's she may or may not be mm. and I I wanted to ask you, I actually asked your partner, John, last night oh, yeah. um, and then thought I should be asking you this, <laughs> John. But I felt that there was a strong theme in the play of um, sort of parenthood or the, yeah. the sort of questions of duty and burden and potentially joy bound up in that um, when, when you take on the kind of task of being a parent and and I was curious about your well I think the thing that, that I'm very conscious of with with three children is that one isn't actually one isn't a parent of children for very long but one is the guardian of an adult mm. and that everything that you're putting in for is is helping to form I mean obviously they bring a lot themselves and their personality and their genetics and there's a lot that's innate but actually that you're you're forming and shaping an adult and you know, you know, pray God it won't. Pray God that it doesn't happen with our children. But you know, people do get to the end of a process and it's gone wrong. Mm. And and it's sort of interesting to to think about where it went wrong. You know, was it was it at this moment when this happened? Was it at this moment when this happened? And I suppose that's one of the things that the play kind of explores: is was there a decision that Beatrice, who becomes the sort of effective mother, took that that took them down a path, or was it always going to turn out like that? Mm. Um, so. Because even in the, again, I, I'm loath to sort of give too much away, but it it felt to me that in that in that first cycle that we see, which is the kind of most of the duration of the play, um, Beatrice in her kind of fury at having been put in this position is, at least initially, her attitude toward the children is quite extremely aggressive sometimes you could almost say abusive well i don't know if, i think she's exasperated and she it's, it's she's in a role she didn't ask for i mean you know what i love about the way that Catherine walsh plays it as well is it's so unsentimental yes. you know she is a frustrated woman and so she takes it out on the kids in a way that that kind of you know to a lesser degree we all do you know mm. and when children run away from you, you get oh for god's sake come back you know <laughs> those sort of moments i think um, you know parents will recognize but they'll also recognize the moment that that you know she tries to entertain them when she's bathing mm. them and she you know does a little game with soap and pretends that you know this is soap it's not to be confused with soup and you know and and so I think that one of the things that we observe happening through the journey that, that Beatrice goes on is that she becomes a mother and she starts to understand mm. what that role is um, and she starts to understand and particularly with the, the sort of hope that comes in at the end that it's actually about more than just clothing and feeding them that actually one needs to sort of you know nourish the soul yeah and there's that the kind of father character who yes. seems and it yeah and I'm not sure you you'd know this unless I guess if once you get the 
the play text, I'm assuming yeah. it's in there, but there's a dedication to your father yes, yes. that begins. Well, I play. think the play is very much about, you know, looking for the missing father. I mean, my father mm-hmm. isn't missing. He's he's very, very present. But but I felt it was right to, to dedicate it to him for, you know, there are moments in my... So in the end, the, the, there is a moment of intervention that Beatrice's absent father comes back and makes. And I sort of know in my life that, you know, it, it probably was my mum that did the day-to-day and, you know, drove us around town, got us to school, got us... But actually, you know, in the moments that I really needed a nudge or I needed someone to sort of sit down and say, I think you're, you're taking a wrong turn or whatever, it was very often my dad, you know. Um, mm. Actually, crucially, with, with uh, John, I was sort of about to miss John for the, my husband. You know, we, we were about to kind of go de- <laughs> desperate ways. And I remember my dad sort of sitting down and, and saying, you need to tell John how you feel. Wow. And he was absolutely right, you know. And so I, I think, I think you know, there is a different role that can come from a, a father and, and that's part of what's explored in the play. Mm. But also my father is an entomologist and um, there's a stream through the play of... Um, exploring nature and magic and the the sort of splendor of of um, uh, of nature's magic mm. and actually and winged winged creatures creatures right. of fly flight. yeah mm. and and um and and that's very much what what you know my father brought to my life so it's mm. so magical it's um there's a there's a kind of I'd almost call it a sort of puppetry that happens yes, yes, in the play yes, that I had no yeah, idea yeah, about before yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. it was just breath yeah. again I don't want to give it away but it's just breath. Well, Vicky I think has done an what? absolutely terrific production. Mm. I'm delighted with everything that she's done and she's brought because the play in some ways is quite abstract. You know, it's it's unconventional. It has, as I said, a sort of touch of magical realism, and she's really found a wonderful language to to explore mm. that um, with. Because it's just, I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous to look at from yes, beginning yes, to end yes, as well as yes. to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a sense I wanted to ask you about as well of um, something of the the kind of mythopoetic about it. Yeah. That it, uh, the characters in a way, someone was saying earlier, oh, it's it's not like one of those plays where you, you get really gritty and know the ins and outs of every aspect of yeah. their personality necessarily. And I was kind of saying, I don't think it's that kind of play exactly. It's on a a bigger time scale it's on a bigger um the the scope of it becomes more like myth because you're able to move through time and space and culture in such a way that you can then begin to comment on subjects that affect all those things like why why do we slaughter each other and and these kind of things that i think sometimes if you're honing down on a, a little tiny section of yeah. society you maybe yeah. can't talk Well, I think, about, I think that's one of the, the absolute joys of having a national theatre in Scotland mm. is that one can write a play. I mean, that play has 26 characters. and We're performing it with 12 actors and two children. But there's not many places in the country that... I mean, certainly not, it's the only place in Scotland. There are, you know, the National Theatre down south and, and the RSC that one could mm. take it to. But what was, what was just fantastic about the way that Vicky worked was I sort of brought this idea, which was sort of momentous and huge, and she sort of said, great, let's, let's find find a way wow. to, for you to develop it and, and to stage it, you know, and there was no sort of, oh my God, could you actually do it with five in a chair? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, no, this is the thing. Mm. And she's absolutely embraced that. So. And there was a, uh, I was really impressed with the, the diversity of the cast because yes. it's yes. a lot more yes. sort of, yeah, startlingly yeah. more diverse than yeah. a lot of the casts we yeah. often get to see on yeah. the stage. But I think here. that also, you know, it would be ridiculous to describe a journey that goes around the world and, and only have Scottish actors, you mm. know. So um, I think that was a sort of choice to sort of to populate it with 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 a, a range of of you know of of, of 
t people and types and you know and um, and actually even sort of experience I mean mm -hmm. you know it's from from very young to very old we've got an eight-year-old boy and we, we've got you know actors in their 60s so I mean in all ways it feels like a, a, a sort of motley crew of different people yeah. on the stage and again I think the um the sense that for instance people the actors' accents and skin colors didn't have to equate with the war or the part of the no. world that you were talking about yeah. at that yeah. point. Again, yeah. universalized yeah. it in, yeah. in a really powerful yeah. way, no, which was right. exciting. Right. I was reading a quote that um, you'd said in an interview some oh. time ago, I think, <laughs> that was in reference to Fall, yes. a, a previous play you'd done that had themes of war in it as well. And you had, if I could be... Um, if I could quote you, you had said that the play is about how we as the rich West can't really comment unless we've lived through it. Yeah. And, um, and that there's some luxury in being able to look on it and think that it was a mistake, the execution of Saddam Hussein, and actually it's for the people who lived through it to decide. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, again, in the context of um, thinking about that in the way as... And I was wondering... I wanted to ask you that as an artist, like, how do you... Um, how do you approach talking about the sort of con uh, big things like war? Having uh, not experienced them. Yeah. Well, I think I think that um, it's sort of the same with any any piece of um, creative writing. One is leaping into, uh, you know, uh, uh, unless you are literally writing about your own life, you, there is always a sort of um, fantastical element. One is always sort of using mm. one's imagination. But in a sense, you see, I, although although the backdrop is war, I'm not sure that I'm really writing about war. I think mm. what I'm writing about is is the sort of formation of a child and actually what I what I was trying to do is is give pretty extreme examples of how a, how a child can be changed and altered so um so i think it's you know for me it's about using one's own experience and and imagination and research mm -hmm. um and sort of putting it into the melting pot and and hopefully coming out with something that that mm. you know feels it has some truth to it and and is trying to to explore something you know i mean i think at some level all plays should be trying to sort of explore something about what it means to be human you know yes um, and do you um do you have any other um plays up your sleeve at the moment that I'm just writing out. a new play, which I hope um, it's. I've got a commission from the Royal Court, and I think it's probably for them, which is about um, healing and particularly sort of psycho psychological healing, sort of mental healing, oh. um, and what that process is like. But at the moment, I'm just sort of trying to find a sort of theatrical form for it. So it's sort of yeah. But anyway, and and that was something I'd heard you say earlier that I thought was really fascinating. That I'd never really heard anyone put it quite this way. That the art of playwriting. Um, has something to do with solving an intellectual and structural yeah. problem. Yeah. And that made me think about, wonder about your sort of working method. And do you, yeah. do you begin with uh, so something you're interested in that you want to talk about? Or do you kind of come up with a more sort of structural um, I think I nugget. mean I think I I really respond when I go and see the plays that I like a big theatrical sort of muscular ones um, and you know I think what I try to do is write plays that could only be plays that couldn't be novels that couldn't be films mm. that couldn't be a, a newspaper article but really to sort of embrace the theatricality so normally it sort of starts as a sort of notion of what that theatrical device might be um, kind of combined with what it is I'm trying to explore and once I've kind of cracked those two things then the play normally follows fairly quickly after oh, so fantastic um, and uh, do you have I was just curious to ask if 
because uh, someone had said that they, in thinking about the wheel, were thinking about Mother Courage. Yeah. And I was wondering if you, in particular with the wheel, had any plays that had inspired you, or if in general as a playwright you have any plays that are really I close think, to I your heart. I think the M Mother Courage is, is, is around the wheel. I mean, I, Mother Courage is a play I absolutely love. And it's also about a woman who goes on a journey through wartime with three children. I think that's probably where the, the similarities begin and end. Mm. But again, it's a, it's, a, it's a play that looks about you know looks at sort of how you survive through things and so 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 in a sense there is some level to which um the wheel is a response to mother courage mm. um but also you know one of the plays i love is richard the mm second -hmm. what i love about richard the second is that that um you know bolingbroke and mowbray banishment sort of instantly and it sort of starts the firing gun going and that's our story from there and i kind of and uh, you know as you'll have seen in the wheel the first scene is a banishment and off a man goes and yeah, in his yeah. wake there is left a child and and so um so I th so I think there's lots of influences. I mean, another book that I think is, is sort of saucing around is We Need to Talk About Kevin, which, mm. you know, again, examines what goes wrong when, when it goes wrong and, and, yes. and um, what comes from the child and what comes from the upbringing, you know. So, so I think these, all these influences are in there. Fantastic. And uh, we're just about out of time, but it being the festival, I can't let you go without asking if you've got any hot tips or any shows. Do you know you're because it's sort of day one? Well, I've heard <laughs> that Mission Drift is wonderful, and uh -huh. I've heard that Ten Plagues is wonderful, and I'm really excited to see both because I've been working so, so hard getting the play mm. ready through previews. Um, I haven't seen anything yet, so I've got lots of tickets lined up this week, and I'm really looking forward to getting stuck cool. in. Fantastic, and. I did want to mention to do a little plug for the fact that we're very lucky to have you in the autumn doing um, some playwriting classes yes. for us at the yes. Traverse, don't we? So you're going to be running the Playwrights Toolkit. Yeah, so this is a course I've run before and um, has been a very popular course, just really looking at the sort of nuts and bolts of playwriting and, you know, taking a different aspect each week and mm -hmm. setting tasks accordingly. And, and I've had, you know, people have really, really loved it and come and they've found that their writing has come on quite a lot through being kind of quite rigorous and analytical and looking at what, what works in other classic plays and how we can take those sort of skills and expertise and plan to our own writing absolutely and people have always come back to us from that and raved about these yeah, classes and yeah, getting to work with Sydney and yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely recommend that <laughs> uh, well thank you so no much thank you, for Jennifer. spending some time with us I know you've had a very busy time lately so it's so kind of you to no, give us some you. of your thank time you. and we'll talk to you again soon and um, this has been another installment of Travcast and we um Hope that you'll join us again next time to get to hear some more from our um, fabulous playwrights at the Travers. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.